Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am when Daniel calls the Trey Plotnicki, Trey Plotnicki. And I am the man who is putting on his local community theater's production of The Christmas Wishing Tree, Daniel Kunkel. Daniel. 8.3 out of 10 this has on IMDb. Did you see the bullshit? 8 out of 10? 8.3 out of 767 reviews. That's, that's, uh, Daniel, I'll tell you this. this. That is more than the first three episodes of Succession. That is a higher rating than the Crimin- first three episodes of, of, of Succession. Wrong. You're ju- you're wrong. <laughs> um, so we're watching When Calls the Heart, we're the Christmas in. Wishing Tree, <laughs> or if I would like to say, uh, When Calls the Fart, the Christmas Wishing Pete, Very which good. I, is what I titled it in my notes. I had a lot um, of time to think of my reaction to that, and, and my reaction is very good. Very, very good. Very good. Uh, we, so we watched the first When Calls the Heart, which was uh, which took place... Yeah, the first movie, yes. um, the Christmas movie. When ca- can you give me a rundown of like what When Calls the Heart is? It's it's Canada, baby. It's the Canadian frontier. We've got a small town called Hopes. Oh, sorry, Hope Valleys. Hope and Valley. What, what year is it? This one takes place. I think a this one is a year later. So this one is nineteen oh nine. Okay. So it's early 1900s, early 1900s in the, the Canadian frontier. It's kind of mm-hmm. like our it's – it's Wild Westy. There's an old-fashioned jail, <laughs> town Ooh, jail. There's an old-fashioned uh, jail. There's um, several people. There's a lot of there's a lot of characters in There's this. a lot of characters. And it's – okay. So When Calls a Heart is, is a t- television show. It's part of a larger sort of uh, universe, which we, we – Daniel, I have no business – watching i i it's not for me we no we say this as people who have made more than 100 episodes of a hallmark podcast this is not for us no we do not belong in this mm -mm, world mm -mm. um so okay let me just okay so so it's a chris it's a it's a christmas movie in this universe of seasons it's season five episode one of no, this it's television season five, show. episode zero. Oh, it's episode of zero. Course. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I my bad, Daniel. So it takes place between the events of season four and season five. Um, we have yes. uh, some familiar characters. There's this Mountie named Jack, um, who uh, is always out at what I can assume is war. I think he's a Terminator. Okay, this is, and we're in the connections part already. It's no fault of Daniel Lissing, the actor. I think he's a Terminator in this one. Because we've seen Daniel Lissing before. We saw him in December Bride. Do you Uh, remember that one? Yeah, he's a popular, um, he's a popular Hallmark actor. December Bride, if we remember, is the movie where. He's a fake fiance. Fake it's fiance, one of many this, fake fiance films. This woman w- goes on many one-on-one conversations with a bunch of people and tells anyone that will listen that she wishes to be a December bride. That is the plot of the movie, and yeah, da- Daniel Lissing is in that. He's he's yeah, the, he's like the boy in that. So like he is, yeah. a, I he is a good actor and he can be quite charismatic. For some reason, he is directed to be stoic. Oh yeah, in these movies, and yeah. by golly, he fulfills the requirement but it does make him a little bit dull sometimes i feel in the two movies i've seen of him is he at war what's going on is he what 
Is he going to war? There is some sort of rebellion is like kind of what they're implying. It's very, they, he, he talks at one point about the war, quote unquote. Sure. And he's like, there's all these, all these violent uh, people and these, these gun runners and bootleggers and all these people, and they could be anybody in this town. So it sounds like from what he, from what I just said, which is what he said, it sounds like the Royal Mounted Canadian police have occupied a town, a frontier town, and they are at least the excuse they have given is they are tracking down bootleggers and gun runners from where I don't know because they're the yeah. Northeast Territory and there's only so much more of North America left when you're in the Northeast of Canada. Yeah. So uh, Lori Laughlin, maybe Lori Laughlin's in this movie, right? Uh, <sighs> she says something along the lines of like all that's happening in the Northern Territories. And sincerely, Dan- Daniel, I don't know much about Canada, but what I do know about Canada is there's, there is fuck all in the Northern Territories. <laughs> so like all that's happening is like a moose shit in the woods. And <laughs> is, I guess he's dealing with that. The, this rebellion. Are we, is it, are we talking, you know how there's like that marshland between, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in Panama, like between Panama and, uh, Oh yeah. 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 Uh, South America. That's like overrun with, uh, that like there's no roads and no one dares cross that, that marshlands. Cause it's yeah. just flooded with, uh, so-called criminals. I haven't mm-hmm. been there. I don't know. Um, I, that's what I imagine the Northern territories really are. Yeah. What's that? Keep making assumptions about it though. It's really fun. Yeah, no, 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 totally. Totally. That's what I imagine the Northern territories is. Yeah, it's in, in this it universe. Feels, dude, really, really, what it feels like is it feels like they're talking about like rebellions from like native, like First Nations people is what they're talking about, but they don't want to say that. Yeah, that's, because yeah. then because then the Mounties are the bad guys, right? Like, be- or, because, or at least Jack is the bad guy. Because they are the bad guys. They the <laughs> like bad they're guys. like these these terrible people up north whose land we're trying to steal. These horrible yeah. people. But we can't say that, so we have to say gun runners and bootleggers. Gun runners and bootleggers. Ah, uh, it's really yeah. walking a line, and then really it's terrible. It terribly does a walk walk a line. So Elizabeth is our is our hero. She was the hero of the last one. Yes. Elizabeth is wanting to is wanting Jack to be back. And we are introduced to this idea of the Christmas wishing tree through Elizabeth's eyes mm-hmm. in, a, in a way. And she tells us like, yeah, you just put an ornament, you write on the back of like an ornament or a piece of paper and you hang it on the mm-hmm. wishing tree. And then like, it's not really magic, but like the town tries to make the wishes come true, you know? Yeah. So we can take it and they will seek to fulfill it. And Jack, her wish is that Jack comes home. So, and the moment she makes this wish, guess what? <sighs> What? Guess what happens? What happens? Jack comes home, hands red with his with blood of his enemies, and then they he's kiss. fucking. He turns around. She turns around, and he's there. Yeah, and you you're like, oh, and you like look at the timestamp, and it's like 15 minutes, and you're like, oh, Jesus, like what's this movie about? What is this movie gonna be about? Hey. And they they Daniel one to five steaminess. Five being that one kiss in the kitchen from that one movie that we watched a little mm-hmm, while ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Can you remember the movie name of the movie? I Can cannot I, remember the name of the uh, movie, but it was so it steamy. Evan, Evergreen? Hold on. I wrote, it was I relatively recent. That, like hot kiss. 
like holy crapola hot 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 kiss anyway would you rate this steamy what's it what's the deal uh this is a two this is a two for me really uh, they they like made out though they do like make out but they don't do but they don't right okay. they 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 kind of do they kind of do the physical motions but this is you can tell there's no intimacy director here because like the vibe isn't there you know the, they like the physical action is there and the rest of it is like okay Next, next scene. Yes, yes, your mouth. Yo, look at that. Your mouths are open and they are touching each other's. I, w- I would have to disagree. I would, I would have to say okay. that this is. I would say this is a four. I think a this is four. I think this is steam. This is a, this is not. Listen, if we, uh, here's our barometer, right? Okay. Like we're like look at the past, man. Yep. The past, we've it's it's no it's no sexuality okay. whatsoever. Right. So, okay, so it's is my is Christian. my is my comparison in relation to to other life. Hallmark movies or yes. life? In it's life? other it's no it's other Hallmark Hallmark movies. I, Hallmark I think movies? before yeah. I stand by I, uh, three. Okay, a three then. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah. If I can if I can just creep that, I'll I'll, I'll take what I can get. I'll creep that guy up. I, it was I. It's because the one fucking dude acts like a Terminator. And I have no relation to Elizabeth, and so I don't. I think she's kind of bland and uninteresting. I think everybody's bland in this movie. It's so boring and tame, and all the plot beats are like, "Yep, that's that's is what a story would say should happen next." Uh huh. Yes. Especially a Hallmark Christmas story, because guess what, Daniel? What? There's a parade. <laughs> There's a goddamn parade for no reason. There's a stupid wishing tree. There's like, which, which, not to, not to tip my hand to connections, but before I forget, I think the, this is a, uh, not a prequel, maybe, I don't know what's the right word. Uh, This is a, an explanation, an explanation for one of our older movies where they also had a Christmas wishing tree. It's the one where they had the, like, um, the home, right? They, they had like the school that the people taught. Yeah, at. yeah, yeah. And they explicitly called it a, the Christmas, a Christmas wishing, wishing tree. tree. I'm looking for yeah. that title. Right. Oh, it's yeah. It was the wishing tree. 2012 the, the tree. wishing tree. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is the explanation. I mean, for that movie. Um, but every, I, and I texted you this, and I do stand by this. Everyone plays this like they are in a play. Yeah. Okay. So, and I, I here's the thing uh, with that. Cecilia is here. That's a seal. She can't hear me. I would say hello, but she can't hear me. Wait, you just wave. Just wave. Got to get a switch. Got to get the switch. Of course. <laughs> you got to get the switch. Got to go meet that water temple. Uh, so, so I just meet the water know. temple of the day. Oh, man. That's oh, yeah? such a fun level. Wow. I think I'm going to do water temple next. Yeah. You should. It's really fun. Yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm still dicking around. But, okay. So here's, here's the thing. What okay. we know about how Hallmark movies are made and how, like, Hallmark, Hallmark production Yep. We know that these movies have, like, at most, like, a $2 million budget, right? At most, And yeah. we know that they do, like, at most one or two takes, right? Mm-hmm. We also know that this is a television show. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine that they do anything more for their television series than they do with their movies. In fact, I would bargain to say that they may do less this starts out looking more expensive, though. But here's the and uh, and I'm I'm gonna ask you what you mean by that in just okay. a second. Sure. Um, 
But what's so crazy is it is like it feels by by the by the end it feels so the same. You know, it feels so like yeah. over the shoulder reverse shot, like two shot, like it feels so samey. Oh, which it's, I yes. When I'm yeah. watching like the t- TV show movies, I'm like I'm sort of expecting like a perspective, you know. But uh-huh. t- tell me what you mean by it more expensive. It like I, and mostly I think it's a set thing. I think the cameras kind of tricked me at the beginning, but the the set of this you can tell that they just have built this set and given it to its own lot. Oh yeah, and they just I mean, don't they don't have to tear it down and build because it looks the same. The consistency between the one we watched last year and this one very clear. Love love yeah. that. It's just that then the cameras, like you said, I, I think these are the same cameras, but they. They are trying to do more with it. Okay. And they they just can't. I because I I think a lot of this comes down to the script. Yeah. Because like the script is so like all the lines are like, Well, Sister Jeremy, it's very good to see you today. Oh, it's quite good to see you as yeah. well. Oh, I found this photograph, mother. Oh, oh, that was young Jeremy before well. Well, we should put that away and continue on with our day. You know, I like, loved Christmas with him back in the day. Now, did you hear what's happening in that part of town that we never visit? I want to put my wish on the tree. <laughs> Excellent. Everyone will have the chance to put their their wish on the tree. <laughs> yeah, I... Oh, I yeah, want to I make our it. float the North Pole. <laughs> I love that. That's wonderful. What if we made it the best North Pole ever? Well, we can certainly try. <laughs> um, so... <sighs> Let's 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 smash cut forward into cool. the movie. Um, into the pl- <laughs> yeah, into the into who the cares, play. <laughs> um, so okay, there's seven different plots in this goddamn movie. Let's do just. Can we just talk about our favorite? Yeah, yeah. I like the parade, and okay. here's why I like the parade. Okay, is because it marries uh, the orchestra into mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I would like, we'll talk about the orchestra in a second because sure. it's obviously our jolliest character is going to, is in the orchestra. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, for me, the parade is hilarious because it's obviously a hallmark Christmas staple that there must be a, there's a government mandated parade for Christmas every year. Uh, this, the town is so small. Yeah, there's like 25 that, people. That everybody that is on the floats waving, there are more people in the parade than there are people watching the parade. Yeah. It feels like, and it's so funny. Because it's like, the the parade is like, what, three, four floats? Yeah, it's not a max. lot. Like, the school makes one. The mayor, excuse me, like, the mayor's office, I guess, has one. And that's kind of it. We're talking about the parade in the movie. Uh, you're uh, Sorry, did you just want to talk to me? How did you feel? How did you feel about the Annika's join me? How did you feel about the parade? I was so checked out by then. It didn't matter. Okay, yeah, sorry. (laughs) That's true, right? The the parade is asking you to be focused after like an hour and twenty minutes of bullshit, and then you're like, you get to the parade, and they're like, "Look, do you like it?" And you're like, "No." It's I. I have this thing that I say mostly about books, but also (laughs) about TV shows, which is, "Did you leave in the boring part?" Um, and it's, everyone does this as a creator. They make a thing, they get really excited about it, and they put an extra detail that as the audience, I don't care about. 
And yeah. that's why you need an editor to go, this is the boring part. And you cut it out. And unfortunately, the parade was left in and it is the boring part. And it's at the very end of the movie. And I'm going to, yeah. okay, weird example here, but I think this will help kind of emphasize that point. I would rather watch a movie that has too much stuff than not enough. And to me, a good example of these are the Michael Bay Transformer movies. There is mm. too much happening in those movies. But I that's why I can understand people who are like, I like watching these movies. Or I, like, I'll have one of those on in the background if I need to do something. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I've watched... Um, the third Dark of the Moon. I've watched Dark of the Moon a few times because the last like two hours is just like you can wander out and then wander in and see a cool robot do something. And then you wander out and you want. Right. There is too much in those movies. But because of that, there's always going to be a little something for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas in these ones, it's like if you don't care about these characters or their stupid little plots, then they're, you're screwed because nothing interesting happens shot wise. There's no interesting twist. There's nothing to care about except character. And therefore, if you don't like the characters, that's your movie. Yeah. I'm just going to just throw in here for a second, just to be fair to all the people listening to this podcast that might actually enjoy this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, You have not watched the TV show. No. Which is the intended viewing experience, and you might care about the characters. But that's what I mean. If you had watched it. But that's what I mean, right? Like, if you don't care about the care, I also think, to be fair... They aired these in on Hallmark. This one came yes. out Christmas Eve. So That's this true. was aired on Hallmark's channel. As as a Hallmark original countdown to a, Christmas, Christmas movie. Exactly. Yeah. As a countdown to Christmas movie. So a certain part of them is like, we can get new people involved in this. And you're like, I don't think any TV show, no matter how good it is, could get somebody in, interested in the characters when you're like, here's the beginning of season five. Yeah. No, it does not matter how good your TV show is, right? How funny, how interesting it is, because you're like, I feel like I'm missing so much fucking information to understand anything right now that I don't care about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mm. think what was your favorite plot point? Trace was the parade. Oh, I liked uh, Blonde Jesus trying to buy gloves for his girlfriend. Oh, only, thank God you mentioned only this. Only because the girlfriend oh. was the most attractive actress in the movie, and yes. I think that's why I liked her. When I watch Hallmark movies, I apply the same rules that I apply to the first episode of The Great British Baking Show for any season, which is my favorite person is the hottest person, <laughs> <Yes>. until <laughs> I can assess how much I like yeah. these people. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up, Annika. That's really important. Because this this plot point is it's it's kind of like alt granola man buys gloves for hot girlfriend question yeah. mark and in the process finds three hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> and the movie the movie tries yeah. to tease you ooh is he gonna give the is woman the money ooh, is he, he gonna, gonna do it no mo- of course he is no. Heaven oh forbid, God. heaven He's forbid, not gonna take it. something interesting happens. Oh my God. Even in the, was... like, so in the last movie, right, the big point of the last movie was this mayor, this asshole mayor was like sneaking around trying to sell the bank, played by Martin Cummins, who I still think is maybe giving the best performance in these movies. Yeah, he's and at he's least in jail like, the entire time. He's in jail the whole fucking time, <laughs> he's and he's the still the most time. interesting. And he... They give him kind of this redemption arc where he like disappears at one point because he has to do community service and he disappears at one point and then he reappears with um with uh Candace Cameron Burr's um 
kid, or sorry, Lori Laughlin's kid, but Lori Laughlin's kid. Um, cause the kid was going to make it. And then he reappears and he's like, I knew a secret path, but I couldn't tell anybody I was going to go do it. Cause I wanted it to be a surprise. And it's like, you ran away from prison, man. And I get it. Like I get it. Especially cause everybody treats him like he murdered someone. Oh, I mean, they, they are, but he is, he is definitely on trial. I mean, he's, he's a criminal. He embezzled yeah. the town out of money. People look at him like he threw an infant in front of a train. Yeah, it's it, it's tough. It's in, tough out there for this guy. Oh my god! Like um, he's a criminal. He's in jail. I get it. It seems like he's you know he seems pretty upset about it. It's just it's <laughs> just money, guys. I, I will say, sure. Um, the, the, these characters. I mean, the movie is devoid of any sort of uh, stakes. Yes. Which is which is funny. Yeah. There's a moment where a kid is like, oh, no, I'm worried my mom is not going to make it back in time for Christmas. It's someone someone in relation to this child. And uh, Lori has to break it to this child that there's been a snowstorm or snow or like snow avalanche or something yeah. that has prevented this person from being able to make it back home in time. And the mm-hmm. child is like, oh, no, is she okay? Like, is she going to be okay? And Lori's like, yeah, she's going to be fine. She's just going to be like a few hours late. And it's like, why do I care? Okay. Yeah. Like, I... what was that? That was lightning. That was really close. Oh, Holy shit. Man. Did you see it? I know. I heard like, I heard a rumble though, which is saying something because oh, your mic man. is very good. That's crazy. Wow, that was cool. Okay, anyway, um, wow. this show, this one's also pretty funny to watch with Jack in it because I we know Jack. Spoiler alert! Oh yeah, he he fucking Jack dies. Bites it at the end of this season, <laughs> <laughs> and they spend the whole movie being like, "They're meant to be together. Our love will last forever." Yeah. And I'm like just checking my watch, like wait, not wait nine episodes. Which He's gonna it, die off screen. You know, it's so crazy too because, I, like I was just saying, it's so stakesless, and it's like, yeah. yeah, like yeah, thirteen people injured, three dead, but she's gonna be an hour late for Christmas. Don't worry about it. And then Jack just fucking dies Jack at the end of this season, off screen. If I'm reading the Wikipedia correctly, yeah, off screen. They like a Mountie rides into town and is like, "Hey, Elizabeth, sorry, Jack. But Jack BT died in. A, Jack didn't <laughs> even die in a cool like military thing. He dies in like a landslide, like a." random accident that is so funny my favorite plot point is i think it has to be the band because give it, give it to me give it i to am me. in love with this character we've got two characters we've got rosemary the best character in the movie we've yes. got leland lee lee owns the sawmill and lee has decided to close the sawmill for christmas his re- his reasoning is well the men get to spend time with their families, and I get to relax. Lee gets very quickly bored, and whatever. I don't care about Lee. Rosemary. <laughs> Rosemary is an actress who moved to, to Hope Valley. So, and she's been, I think she's been there since season one. Like She's like the second protagonist, basically. I love her. She is absolutely insane. I be, like, she's crazy. Yeah. She's kind of all over the place and she kind of wants to always be the center of attention and she knows it and everybody else knows it. And everybody is like everyone politely, but still firmly is kind of like, you're fucking annoying and I don't like being around you. 
Um, and so, <laughs> like, like Lee's complaining. He's or no, she Rosemary's complaining about Lee. She's like, he's bothering me so much. And her best friend, ostensibly in the show, is literally like, oh, that's kind of ironic. He, him annoying you, and it's like that's. <laughs> Wow, that's one of the meanest things I've ever heard someone say about someone else. That's so ironic. Like you, you know, because you're usually so fucking annoying, right. and I can't stand you. And imagine venting, bearing your soul, and being like, "Wait, that's crazy that you find him annoying because you're." That's well, we wild. all think you're annoying. Yeah. Now you know uh, what it feels like talking to you and like being in your general vicinity. She joins this orchestra, right? She joins it a little yeah, late. She comes in and she's like, I'm going to play the flute. I'm going to put this orchestra together. Which, first of all, it's very clear when the orchestra plays that it's the tuba player's fault that they're off. Yeah. It's entirely. They're like, we don't know. We all say, we're all practicing. We're all very good. It's the tuba player's fault. He's too loud and he's off key. Um, I also, She has this amazing line that's like, um, uh, my flute playing will be an invisible gravitational force bringing this orchestra together. And I was like, that's perfect. All For one, <sighs> perfectly pretentious. Number yes. two, gravity is already invisible. So she is, She's pretentious in the best way. She's pretentious in the way that she doesn't mean harm. No. She really a, doesn't. It's this delusion. is just how she is. It's just delusion. Pure delusion. I'm like, I know. I, I get why people are friends with her and hang out with her because... She's so genuine about yeah, it. Yeah, just consistent. And it's, and it's, yes, she thinks she's better than other people, but not in a comparison way. Does that make sense? She's not like, I'm yeah. better than you. She's like, I'm the best. I'm, I'm very I good I am at this. the best. Yeah. I am the best. You're not bad. I'm the best, though. And I kind of love that as a character yeah. choice. It makes for a very interesting viewing experience with her. So th- she is my favorite. Um, And the, my favorite plot. Whatever. Do we have connections? The Wishing Tree, obviously. Most importantly, and I texted you about this, and I felt bad because I thought you might have already watched the movie. We now know for a fact that the events of the Hugh Jackman film, The Greatest Showman, (laughs) take place in the Hallmark Cinematic Universe. Because at one point, Lori Loughlin pulls out a fucking... No, 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 it's Rosemary. Rosemary gives it to us. Because Lee is looking for his baseball car. She comes home, and Lee's got all this shit out. And she's like, what have you done to the house? And he's like, it's a crazy story. And he starts telling the story. The story takes about a minute. The point of the story is I'm looking for my baseball cards from when I was a kid. And he's just looking for his cards. That's it. And they're like, what have you done to the house? And it's like, he's home all day. He's just looking for his baseball he said, cards. Just give him a break. He didn't say he wasn't going to clean it up. Yeah, he didn't say he wasn't going to clean it up. But Rosemary pulls out a book and she's like, this is why. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a vague tree behind Trey that I can see through the light just like fucking whipping in the breeze. It is, it is coming down out there. Yikes. Um, yeah, she pulls out this. She's like, this is why I wanted to be a performer. And she pulls out a book called The Greatest Showman. And it is about P.T. Barnum. So, okay. Jackman confirmed. Canon. He's there, baby. Um, a, 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 Wishing Tree, obviously. Mm-hmm. Wishing Tree. I don't have any connections. I think that's enough. Yeah, I think that's enough. And yeah. uh, like, obviously, it's connected to the show. I, uh, we we did yeah. some stuff there. Uh, Jack <laughs> is uh, groundwork. Jack Terminator. I'll, I'll put Jack Terminator. He just walks like a fucking Terminator. Terminator. So weird. Yeah, that's all I got. You want to know about next week's 
So, yeah, tell me about next week's episode. Next week, we are done. We we have one it's more. final it's a, episode a, of, 2017? of 2017. Holy cow. And it's not even a fucking Christmas movie, so what's the goddamn Yeah, what point? is the point? Is it a Royal New Year's movie? New Year's e- Whoa. That's not how we say years here in the States. <laughs> Royal New Year's Eve. Mm. Magazine assistant and aspiring fashion designer Caitlin's world is turned upside down with Prince Jeffrey and his presumed future fiance, Lady Isabel, come to town. Isabel hires Caitlin to design a dress for the Royal New Year's Eve ball where Jeffrey is expected to propose, which could launch the fashion career she's always dreamed about. Navigating through her boss's Abigail's effort to sabotage her, nice, Caitlin spends time creating a dress to fit a dress fit for a princess with her friend Doris and planning the ball with Jeffrey. Caitlin and Jeffrey begin to, begin to develop feelings for one another, but Jeffrey's royal commitment to marry Isabel and assume the throne stands in between them. As the New Year's ball approaches, Jeffrey and Caitlin must decide if they can overcome royal tradition to pursue their happily ever after. You know, New Year's, the New Year's movies have been, have, have hit, I will they're say. They're pretty good. They're, they're, they've been, they haven't been bad. Like, I, we haven't found a stinker yet. And the royal movies, uh, in terms of genre, yeah. have been pretty successful. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with that. So, I, I, I'm I, going to say W. I'm going to say ca- a cautionary I th- W. I think this is a pretty solid plot idea. I don't, yeah. I don't hate the plot of, of this. Not terrible. You know? No, I think it's, yeah. And pretty it. dresses? Who, like, well, I don't care. Like, yeah, give it to me. This one sounds like it knows what it is. It yeah. sounds like it knows what it's about. Daniel, this has been so much fun. I'm so excited to watch the next When Calls the Fart movie yes. uh, next year. <laughs> uh, and Jack will be dead by then. Jack will be dead. Jack will be dead. and we'll, and we'll Jack we'll will be dead. I can't wait to hear about the new love of her life who she will cross oceans of time to be with. Can't wait to hear about it. Um, Daniel, uh, it is you do not have to be uh, a general or a royal to... Mm-hmm. Uh, give us five stars oh. um, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also give mm-hmm. a, a follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would be extremely helpful. Extremely oh, helps, so helps us out. You can also follow us on Twitter at HUSecret on Twitter.com or follow us on TikTok at Mistletoe Secret Podcast on TikTok. You can also visit our website, www.mistletoesecret.wixsite.com to see the story so far or fill out the form at the bottom of the page to tell us your version of the story so far. Yes. You can also send us an email at mistletoesecret at gmail.com. Yes. The intro and outro music was written by Colin Robertson. Uh, Daniel, what is the intro music called? It is called My Flute is Like Gravity. My Flute is Like Gravity. <laughs> and, of course, the outro music is called You Stole Mine. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, of course, uh, the outro music is, is called Battle in the Northern Territories. <laughs> my, name, my name is Trey Flanicki. My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I'm reminding you to stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you for listening. <laughs>